Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action 4 News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Commodore 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and as I said on the bottle capping of the last episode of our Alterium podcast, Brews and Builds, made the, huh? made the sweat be with you. And the funny thing to interject there is that episode you guys won't hear till this Friday. <laughs> and ulterior is not a word. Got it. Squee <laughs> McGee getting caught up on meta traffic with Weatherlight Report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, it looks like he's been kidnapped by the Commander Smith's Adam. Don't worry. I'm the cousin whose beard won't bite. <laughs> <laughs> he's in safe hands then no, no, I, i'm sorry nice before, before before we get into this have you or have you not had grout grout or gout gout gout, gout. gout. <laughs> we gotta work on I, are, I, are you actually having a stroke today i've lost i've lost i lost my damn mind <laughs> i have had gout actually in fact uh i just got diagnosed you the by first? my doctor that i have gout so i'm on medication three days in Woo! good, good Woo! three days in good. oh wow that's yeah. fresh out the boat yeah, oh they God, even we're did like talk an about X-ray, and I guess I have like damage to my big toe, which is sweet. This is what happens when you get old. Yeah, what a, <laughs> what a treat. Look forward to it all. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for tuning in to your number six source of Magic the Gathering news. We are excited to be nominated for an Emmy pool. Make sure you go vote for us. MTGCCA.com. Gotta love it. We're going to start off the top of the cast, ladies, and carnage that ensued with 45 so, um, you know, I hadn't played Magic in a couple weeks. Did you get one in? Very excited. I, I got multiple. Nice. On Sunday. Ooh, um, so the Godfather, said. you know, stayed and watched the house, took care of the pup for us while we were off in Cabo Land. I also heard this. And uh, about the Godfather. I, I don't know what. I, what? He, uh, he was getting wet. <laughs> oh, oh! For those playing the home game, he was yeah, doing a very phallic doing, gesture. Yeah, it, <laughs> no, it wasn't seeing that. That was it was, it was more like a. <laughs> it Whoopsies. did not look like drinking a beer. <laughs> yeah, that did it look look like a very uh, large, you know, male anatomy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie. We got very liquid. Uh, we were feeling nice. <laughs> Uh, and so it was the, the game that I kind of want to r- loosely reference and talk about. Uh, and, and I was tipsy at this point, not drunk. Uh, suck it, Lord of Leaves. Nice. Um, but I can't honestly tell you everything that happened in the game because it went on for two and a half plus no hours. No way. Again? It was awful. <laughs> it was terrible. So it was me, the Godfather, Frenemy Dan, and Sir Nathan. We started our first game at 1230. I think we were done by like 1.30, 1.40. This next game didn't get done until after, well after 4 o'clock. It might have been almost 4.30 by the time Oof. the game That's like two in a row at your place, was, uh, Mr. Bravo. What did I do to this group? We went from everybody killing each other, and then I introduced sitting tight, and here we have two and a half hour games every week. Nope, and no one was sitting tight this time. It's just we had so many board resets, so many different swings. People would gain life. People would respond. 
Um, the, so the Godfather would be the chaos player. The Godfather loved it. He was like, that was the perfect game of magic. Wow, really? Oh, okay. of interaction. I told him I would have rather played three games of magic <laughs> in that one game of magic. So uh, everyone's on notice. Nice. Uh, even if you weren't in that game, you're on notice. But I do want to give a special shout out. Uh, I did get to play against one of our collectives. Um... Oh, I'm trying to remember what he calls it. The Hans Ericsson deck. Oh, you got to play Hans. that? I got to play it, and it was very fun and very scary. I, so um, be on the lookout. I believe, not that, not to um, speak out of turn, but I think that's actually the next deck that's on for deck therapy. Which I believe Ooh. may be next week or the week after, depending on time spiral yeah. uh, spoilers. Nice. All right. Well, Squee McGee. What games would you like to talk about? Games? No, none this week. I actually had games last week, played them. It was fun. Uh, we're breezing this week by. The only thing I really have to talk about was a weird day, so I worked a lot. Got home late, hopped on to bruising builds late. But as I was driving home, on my normal route, one block away from me, there were a bunch of police sirens and, you know, lights and things, and it was real smoky. There's a church currently burning down a couple blocks from my house oh. as we speak. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is a large fire. If you turn on the news for Kansas City, I'm sure you will see it. There's helicopters floating around. The entire neighborhood smells like smoke. It was pretty wild. That's why. Okay. Uh, interesting. I will wait until it's my turn to explain. <laughs> my right, it's my right action the stick. Look at that. Look oh. what we've done. All right. Well, Commander Smith's Adam. Have you got to play any recent EDH games that you'd want to talk about? Well, this last week, I got zero in. My mom was in town this last weekend, and uh, we've actually been pumping out a lot of YouTube stuff, and so that kind of took over my time this last week and a half or yeah. so. But two weeks ago, you're going to love this combo, especially you. Uh, Lowry and I were in our, you know, we've been doing the Battle Box League. Yep. They're, those are a lot tougher to close out games mm -hmm. we yep. did a record five hour game oh five my god oh, no. and, and just for those for those playing the home game mr combo did just vomit on screen uh, i would have rage awful. quitted no here's so the best part is i played a two and a half hour game right before that oh, and then i was no. like oh yeah i'll jump on because somebody else didn't have their deck ready i was You're like 30 oh, minutes I'll jump away on. From was, was this day was this command was this commander legends boxing league or what no it's with caldime and so mm. it was uh it was brutal. So it ended up being Larry and I at the last two, but that's what sucked is we both were up until three 30 in the morning. And we, I started wow. playing at seven. It was just awful. Also, Adam, why, I'm excited. Why didn't, to, why didn't you just concede? I, I don't that's know. That's what I'm, uh, Adam, I'll, I'm also, know, because the thing is, is we have this league and our points don't matter. Larry and I's points. And so it was just like, why are we still playing this? This doesn't matter who wins this game. <laughs> Adam, I'm also really excited to see that you're, uh, I can see three, maybe or two, maybe three walls behind you as opposed to a trailer. So exactly. Exactly. You've, you've it's, quite it's upgraded, nice yeah. That actual house. We hit 30 below uh, a couple weeks ago here. Yeah. You guys were cold Whoa. down in Kansas City, too. But mm -hmm. last we year, we were like lucky. We didn't, we didn't get that cold. Oh. We got down to minus 20, but I don't think I could have handled minus 30 in the camper again. I mean, at that point, isn't cold just cold? Yeah. 30, minus 30, it hurts. Like, yeah. I've been oh, in, yeah. I've been in uh, when I was back in col my college days, 
We Which was like, wait, now, now, this, now, no, just to make sure, Adam, that was, in fact, before electricity was invented, right? In your college days? I'm not that old, just because I have gout. <laughs> yeah, but we had minus 40. I think it was like three straight days, and we didn't get above zero for, I think we went like two or three weeks. But we kind of had that. Jesus. This round was two weeks of below zero, which is... If it makes yeah, you makes feel you better, wonder why I live here? Yeah, <laughs> at, at our at our beer garden. So here in Kansas City, it was like I don't know, but floating between like negative ten and five for a week or so. And we have outdoor seating at the brewery that I work at. And when it got up to eight degrees, people walked in and they sat outside. They were like, "This isn't so bad. This, yeah, like, this, is, this is fine. Yeah, it's yeah, easy. Give Psychopaths. me a cold beer. That sounds perfect right now." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Big Tuck. Anything you want to talk about? Um, unfortunately, I don't have any magic news except for the fact that I have can I have now this week put in every single deck except for Hazazon into Tapped Out, but I'm starting to get worried about putting it into Tapped Out because Tapped Out is why? Oh, piece of trash. <laughs> uh, what was it? Rock, rocketing, uh, rocketing moss, it's rocketing March. moss, rocketing <laughs> moss, and it crashed on him four times in one day. Um, so, so Tuck, the, the, the thing I was, we've kind of just talked about recently is, you know, that EDH rec doesn't pull from tapped out, which yep. I don't like, which yep. that, and that's what everyone says. Right. And I don't care, but I have 40, no, but that's how we, we have ours on tapped out as well, but it's just right. like, dang it. Like none of our decks that we're building go over the bigger not really helping the cause with it no the you're bigger flying under the radar you're the bigger yeah. Yeah, the big, yeah exactly right <laughs> like i don't they don't need to see my they don't need to see my sapling burst that is still in my project um the bigger problem is the inventory no longer works so when i went i actually tested this and i went and looked and said oh mr combo you'd be very excited i did swap out crux of fate in a deck for damnation Thank god uh, in my mono black deck, but I knew that I had Crux of Fate in more than two decks, right? So I went into tapped out inventory Crux of Fate. It showed up one. Anchi Falcon Wrath. Swapped that right out. But I I double checked. I still have Crux of Fate in Prosh, which it doesn't make sense in. Anyways, the point beyond that is although I'm giving you guys about having gout and all this other stuff, I did buy a pair of, of Skechers and um oh my ooh. god yeah you Were can see it ups? you can see them right here uh, and uh what was the oh, other man. one uh sonuks because i don't have gout but i have plantar fasciitis and these are certainly helping. So this is the life I live in. So, swapping out. Hey, I, I still want to hear what you were talking about earlier with the fire. Oh right. Um, so when I was at uh, Old Pal Rock Creek Brewing, here we are. Uh, the hat, uh-huh. all that stuff. Um, everyone looked up and they're like, "Oh, there's a because like we live in suburban Kansas. There's like a, a news helicopter, and literally everyone was just like." Beer? On that helicopter, <laughs> so I would assume the wait. I would, I would wager guess it's around that. Um, also, uh, yeah, that was like a good five or six blocks from Rock Creek Brewing for those playing the home game. Um, also, last thing I will say, it turns out that with Adam, with uh, the Specker Adam on board, it turns out you guys are all assholes because the crux of fate is almost two dollars now. I think I got them for. Nothing. Pass turn. <laughs> Cash those tickets. 
Well, about the only thing I'm going to say is I'm disappointed in all three of you that the person that was out of the country <gasps> for many days comes back and played more games than all of you combined within his first 48 hours. I'm moving! What more do you want? You were missing it, though. How, how long were you gone? Uh, it was just a week. Oh, yeah, week. I was going to say like eight days, maybe nine total. Yeah, but then the weekend before was Valentine's Day, so I didn't get to play then. I'm just saying. But it's true. Hey, I've been on Squeeze Breeze for a long time, but while you were out, I filled in your shoes, played some games, and even talked about them. Mr. Combo did do a great job. He came in like off of an eight-day hangover. I guarantee he couldn't breathe, couldn't walk, and then still orchestrated Sunday Magic games and, and crushed it, so... <laughs> I lost all the games, but that's all right. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up 40 Life at a Dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? So you guys might be wondering, how did we finally get Commander Smith's Adam on? Lowry's been on multiple times. Multiple <laughs> times in the last the over bribes. 12 months. <laughs> yeah. uh, a, 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 every time I invited Adam, it was like, oh, I'd like to. Just, you know, schedules house. are kind of crazy. Yeah. I'm building my house. Or, <laughs> it's, oh, you know, COVID. I've been, and, I've been sleeping um, outside in negative 20 degrees in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I got him on a topic that he couldn't resist is if you guys listen to the Commander Smith podcast, you know that uh, Adam is definitely a specker. He is one that will pick up six, 10, 15 copies of cards, you know, having the feeling that they're going to go up in price and he knows when to sell. And Big Tucks and I's New Year's resolutions where we're not buying any more boxes of cards or things that you don't know what you're getting. Secret Layers is a little bit different, but we will talk about that. But um, I thought to myself, you know, hey, I have these decks I want to build. Well, there's cards that are out and they're real expensive. Mm -hmm. And I don't really want to spend all that money. Like, I really want that Asaya of the World Tree alt art foil. And it's like 50 or $70 or something ridiculous like that. But I don't want to pay that. When's it going to go down in price? And I was like, you know what? Yes, this is for the collective, but it's really more for me. <laughs> I want to save money. So we're going to have four different things that we're going to talk about where Adam's going to educate us and we're going to ask questions, maybe give our thoughts on when you should be buying your singles. So the first one's going to be whenever a new set comes out. This doesn't need to be standard, uh, legacy set, modern, commander. Just, hey, a new set comes out. Are you pre-ordering the cards? Are you buying them like the day of the singles? Are you waiting a few weeks? So let's start there. Adam, when a new set comes out with those cards that you know are going to be worth something, how do you figure out when you need to actually buy them? And Adam, so here's a, Adam let me start gonna... off really quick is uh, what it kind of depends on your angle too. So it's like, are you specking to like make money off of the cards or is this mm -hmm. just for like, I like to call it your toolbox. To, the cards toolbox. for your deck. Right. Okay, so toolbox stuff. Okay. And also, Adam, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to put any pressure on you, but I currently have my fidelity and chase accounts open, <laughs> and I'm taking notes. So listen. Well, and that's the next thing I wanted to say is, by no means am I a professional. Like, no, you know, this is just what we do a lot of. Larry and I expect back and forth. There's a lot of hits. There's a lot of misses, but you can see it. There's trends with every set and everything. Um, so I'm just going to give you basic information of stuff uh, to kind of help. Because the hardest thing for us, all of us as as magic players, commander players, is a set comes out and you're just like, I want every card that came out. But <laughs> that's when that is by far the worst time to buy because everybody's trying to get the top dollar they're putting it at the highest price possible 
Uh, there is a race to the bottom, but the race to the bottom takes a while, especially when a set just comes out because everybody's like trying to decide if they're keeping it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, if we're starting with standard, uh, you want to wait at least a couple months, probably two months is kind of oh, wow. Larry and I say for the sweet spot of wait when you want to start buying. a couple months. Yeah, no, <laughs> I am 100% taking notes. But the, the hard part is you also got to pinpoint some cards. You got to pinpoint stuff and like for i'm going to use ravnica allegiance as my example because this set did rotate but while it was in standard we have a lot of different factors in here uh one is the automatic staple the one card that is going to go on a lot of decks and just skyrockets that doesn't happen very often but smothering tithe is that example oh, yeah uh we knew right away that that card was going to go up in fact and i was talking to you guys precast with this is i bought smothering tithe I think about 12 of them for six bucks and the guy I bought it from, he waited a couple days and he's like, Oh, oh, sorry. I can't find them. I'm like the F and set just came out. Like, how do you not find them? They were mailed to somebody else for 10 bucks. Yeah, exactly. so, so while we're on, I think, I think you bring up a great point in terms of like specking standard. So my question is like, how do you identify that automatic staple in a set that comes out? So that's the hard, not necessarily the hard part. There's a lot of cards you're going to be like, this is awesome for commander. This is awesome for commander, but it's something like smothering tithe where uh color needs that ramp really bad. Uh, that's going to go up, but you have a lot of cards that yep. come out in all these sets that are going to be used, but you can wait on them. Like most of the time, 99% of the time, you don't need to buy it right away. And, and, the cards aren't going to go up. And then, they'll go up because of standard. And that's kind of another tier that I wanted to get on was uh, down the road staple. Well, not down the road. It's uh, if it's used in standard, you got to wait that you got to wait until okay. the rotation. And that's right. kind of a tough thing. Cause it, it's sometimes a lot of times it's the top cards and you're like, crap, mm-hmm. I really want that but you're going to have to buy at peak price and well, go ahead. So question on that though. So it's being used in standard. You're like, you gotta wait, you gotta wait. But what if it's also getting used in modern and legacy? Well, then maybe even vintage. And if it's, that's another, (laughs) if it starts getting used in everything and commander, then you're in trouble. I mean, do you just buy it immediately then regardless of the price? So let's, let's throw in another card in there that kind of fits in what you're talking about. It could, we're going to get into different topics here. Cause it's going to get us into band. If it starts <laughs> yeah. getting used in all these and they're the top tier stuff like Oko, uh, yeah. you could see that band coming from a mile away. Mm-hmm. Right. So that one, I just, I didn't even, if I didn't, we opened a box and I didn't get one and I was like, I'm not touching that. Cause that thing's like $70 or whatever. It's yeah. going to get banned. So if it starts getting used in everything and starts to become broken or whatever, just back away. That's another thing you got to wait. But um, not a lot of times you see it hit every single one. Um, sure. It sure. takes time for it to hit right away. If it hits right away, then you have your smothering tithe on your hand. I see this uh, perfect storm is- like a Venn diagram that has four circles of all the different formats. And then in the middle, if it all overlaps, it just says, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I think like, so I was going to be, maybe AJ can make a a little meme for that. Oh, I was was going to ask about, um, I think a card that if you're looking at Ravnica Allegiance or it was the one that went right after that for me, it was spawn of mayhem. 
Because that came out in standard and was like a $30 card. And I was like, I want that for my demon decks. And then I waited for it to rotate out. And now I picked it up for like maybe $3. Yep. That's actually, well, your, tuck, that's one tuck, of the cards. Now jumping in, top oh, shoot. Am I? Bitch. <laughs> but that, that is, that is in Ravnica Allegiance. You're right. And that card was. Yeah, Compared to standard. Smothering Tide, right? Yeah. I mean, right away, that card, uh, I'm just looking at it, right? it, it bottomed out. And in that first two months, you could have got it for 250 at that point. Then it popped up when um, Eldraine uh, came out, Throne of Eldraine. Now, the, now Adam, let me stop you there. Just, F, just FYI, I know you haven't been listening to, listening to us for that long, but we correctly predicted that Throne of Eldraine was a Set crash, set. and there's there's there's, there's no good cards in it. Like we actually we accurately yeah. predicted that, and <laughs> I think not a card in that set. Yeah, in a while. just bad news. <laughs> All right, not Adam, a single so one. <laughs> oh God, we we missed so bad we, on that. Even with comments, we, we just, missed. <laughs> we ravaged the whole set. Oh, it's bad. It was bad. So your your kind of opinion is wait a couple months on standard. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, because if it's only being used in standard when it's time to rotate, which we'll get to, prices are going to drop. But what if it's a horizon set? Something that is like, this is made for modern or it's made for legacy vintage commander. When that new set comes out, when should you buy? So <clears throat> that's the funny thing. So you're talking basically modern horizons, commander any legends, of the, any of the master double masters, sets, like all that mm -hmm. stuff. You got to wait. I know it's hard, but you got to freaking wait because you you think like for example i went in on uh so double masters i went in on academy ruins the full art foils and i thought i was getting to steal at 21 bucks i think i got like 10 of them at 21 bucks mm -hmm. and that was like a month or two after it came out i was like okay that's good that's a good price i'm good there if i would have waited another month or two it's now i was picking them up for 12 like yeah oh wow i mean i, yeah, I, cracked, I, cracked, I cracked one in my box yeah, but that card's going to be 40. I mean, that that eventually will be 40. It's you got to be patient. It's almost like you got to take what the set that came out and just ignore it and then come back to it. Like your release should be three, four months down the road and be like, all right, now where are the prices at? Especially cards that are reprinted. Modern Horizons is different because that was new cards Net mixed new. with... Yeah. Cards oh. that weren't in modern. Mr. Combo can tell you. Mr. Combo can tell you all about Modern Horizons. Oh, I yeah, went I, in, I made some. I went in so hard. I went so deep, dude. I went in so Heavy. deep. That's the Ready. deepest set I've I've gone in. I'm I'm in the hole because I haven't sold anything because I'm like it's gonna get there. But I'm in the hole like <laughs> a thousand or something like that because I bought so many boxes. But I have a stack of uh, all those. Um, the canopy lands, I like to call them. You know, the ones. Oh, yeah. Can, yeah. I have stacked probably Jeez. 100 cards thick. <laughs> so one of the things I just picked up on, you said with these, we'll just call them non-standard sets. Mm -hmm. um, you got to you got to wait. You got to wait. And you kind of mentioned something three, four months. And this just kind of hit me with these non-standard sets is the trick to wait until one or two more sets have come out and that one's kind of died down and maybe the sellers are like this isn't the hot new thing i gotta unload it so i can start getting more cash to now invest in this new one is that kind of what the that's thought a, is i mean that's a good that's part of it that's definitely part of it the other part is what ends up happening is everybody opens up their boxes or open up their cards 
And then it's the, it's what I was saying earlier, the race to the bottom. And so people are trying, sure. actually more of the race to the bottom happens with the secret layer. So we'll get to that in a little bit, but it's a similar thing that happens in standard and these special sets is people are like, all right, I'm putting mine up for 20 bucks. And then the next person on eBay is like 1950. And then it goes lower and lower and lower. After about a month or two, you finally get a bottom where everybody's around that same price, but it takes a little bit because not everybody goes like, you know, I'm at 20 bucks and the next person's like, all right, I'm selling for 10. It just, they slowly yeah. creep down until those prices get down and the peak supply is out there. So that's the other part is once you move on to the next set, people aren't buying more of those cards anymore. So your peak supply is pretty much gone. It's now going to start to creep, you know, now it's the, the prices mm. will just sit there for a while and eventually will creep up. Now that takes a little bit longer, but that price that three to four months is really when you can start buying in. Now, if it's a huge staple um, that commander, start, it's really commander. Our format is what drives these prices and has been driving. Yeah, these it's, 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 it's a true nightmare. It's been a, yeah, I agree. It's been an interesting shift, especially over the last couple of years. Cause in the past yeah. commander, nobody cared. No, it was not the premier format. It was not the most played thing. And the cards that people bought, the prices weren't driven by that at all. But nowadays, yeah, yeah. I would argue that a majority of card prices, especially after the couple of months standpoint, they really are held by commander because they know that that's a huge group of people that are buying these cards. There's so many options for decks, whereas modern legacy vintage, there's a very small pool of types of decks that people play, but yeah. in commander, you could have this really oddball card. That's eight bucks for no reason. Cause it fits in a random zombie deck or something like that. Who exactly. Knows? Or uh tuck, like we are going to talk about this Friday, that cre that white creature that's been printed. Oh, once yeah. $27. So, so <laughs> Jesus, Wait, which one is that? What's 27 bucks? Uh, or are we spoiling, spoiling something? No, no, no. You can, you can, we, say talk, we, talk, we talked about it before. So, okay. So Adam, you're playing a white deck and you have a creature that's a 2-2 cleric for two white mana that prevents anyone from countering your spells or destroying your creatures during your turn. Ooh, I like that. That's a, a really good card. Yeah, that's not what I was talking about, though. What? I was talking about the other one, the one that's only been printed once in Commander 2017, I think is what you told me. Uh, Commander creatures you control get plus oh, two, plus oh, two. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. No, okay, yeah, so... Oh, so it's it's one of the uh, the creatures that if your commander's out, it has it. Yeah, like that. No, no. no it's just it, it it just states on the card commander creatures you control have indestructible oh, plus gotcha, two plus gotcha, two. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's not like the loyal unicorn. And this and this and this card and, and this card this card is more expensive than the previous card I tried to trick you into explaining. So let me. So while we're on these special sets, which I think is the section we're in, Mister Combo, correct? No, that is not correct. <laughs> All right, never mind. I'll, you're, I'll, you're jumping ahead. I'll pass my turn. I'm, I'm done with the flow here, but I'm done. I'm done. I'm done talking. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, hold on. I'm just gonna quickly find it. Uh, Bastion Protector. Yeah. That's what we were talking about. Twenty three dollars. Now I have to ridiculous. see this. Bastion Protector. So it's two, so two ridiculous. colors and a white commander creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and indestructible with no evasion or anything. It's that expensive? Yeah. I, I bet you this isn't even made it in my big binder yet. So this is definitely, I'm going in my, my, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it got, it got printed, it got printed, and here's the worst part. It got printed in the Giants Precon with the Boros Giants Precon that no one liked, which I won a commander tournament <laughs> with, uh, 
in like 2016, 2017, I think. It was the it was the uh, enemy colors uh, pre-con year. Yeah. That also had like Marin, so Marin this... the Gore, or um, um, who's the black green one, Mister Combo? Marin, Marin yes, it was that Tell year. Tell nothing. What? This doesn't make sense. I know, right? <laughs> it's going along with the the whole reserve list stuff. It's popping. Oh yeah. January. No, I was actually Every- about to bring that up because I think you're about to do what I do all the time, which is dive into all your cards to see if you have any of these. Because who thought it would be this expensive? <laughs> but anyways, this mid- box of old cards I have every two weeks when I look at whatever price spikes for any reserve list cards that suck but are just going through the roof for no oh, reason like, i made oh, so yeah, much I money off of this of stu- that reserve list stuff going crazy oh my it's god insane. me too mr combo you underground c i got was like 300 bucks like Jeez. six months ago mr combo you have the floor sir yes so we're moving on to topic number two which uh adam kind of alluded to which is so it's perfect Card is you're hearing it in the community. This card sucks. It's way overpowered. Sheldon Minery does a yeah, Sheldon uh, Sheldon Minery does a Twitter post like this isn't what Commander supposed to be. Uh, it's about to get banned. The card's about to get banned. Like an Oko, when should you buy? Because sometimes there are those clear cut one. Adam like Oko, we all knew it was going to get banned. It yeah. was when is it going to get banned? But one I think that I didn't think it was going to get banned personally is Uro. Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad, but we have friends in our play group that play standard and modern and they're like, oh, this card's so oppressive. It's so good. But I looked at it and I was like, why? Why is it that oppressive? Mm-hmm. And so I never would think it's about to get banned, but the boom, the ban happens. And sometimes ban drops a card in price. Sometimes it gets banned and it goes up in price because yeah, there wasn't a lot of stock. Thing. And now the commander people buy it. Yeah. So when, if you have the feeling a card is about to get banned and it's been on your watch list, you've been waiting your couple months the three or four months even when are you supposed to pull the trigger so that's the heart i think this is my to be completely honest this is my weakest spot with it because i don't have a feel of band besides because i don't i don't pay attention to the other formats besides listening yeah. to other casts mm-hmm. that talk about it uh so typically if i hear rumblings of them talking about how broken it is and how this is gonna get banned I just stay away from that card. You know, even if it works for commander, it's the best thing to do is wait for that band to come in. Cause then those prices drop, drop. But then you did make another point is the weirdest thing happened. What was it? Um, what's that land? I'm brain farting. Mystic sanctuary, yeah, right? Zombies. The, the zombie. Oh, uh, feel, feel the, oh. or feel the dead, feel the yeah. dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That card for some reason got banned and then the price spiked. Like the price just yep. went through the roof. And they got banned again in another format. I don't remember what it was. And then it kept going. It was like the card couldn't go away. It just kept going up. And it doesn't make any sense. Like that goes yeah. opposite of what every other card. Uh, but if like it got Oko banned and it got so another... much press, everybody wanted to buy it. So then it spiked exactly. because everybody like, finally knew what it was. This card must be good in Commander because it's getting banned in everything <laughs> yeah. else. Um, but I mean, Oko was an $16? example. $16? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's insane. But I think like so. Oko like... I heard I never pulled that in a pack. I never got that in yeah. boxes or anything. And I wasn't going to buy it because so many people, all the formats are like, it's getting banned. It's getting banned. So I was like, okay, wait till that happens. It got banned. I bought a full art for, I think, 19 bucks or something sure. like that. And then the prices started going back up and then it got another ban here. Didn't it just recently get Yeah, banned? I got another ban in uh, Legacy or something. Yeah. So ban- bands are tough for me because 
I mm. don't, I don't like going for like, that's just too risky, you know, to go for kind of stuff like that. There are yeah. cards that commander bands are very, those are different. Mm -hmm. Like from I the lost so much money on paradox engine. That's what I was about to say <laughs> from the beginning. Larry and I were like, paradox engine is going to get banned. We're getting the one copy we have not going to touch that card anymore. We're not specking. We know how good it is. But eventually that card's gonna get banned. It took three years, which was yeah. way too long. <laughs> yeah, two and a half years longer than I thought it would take. But uh yeah. you could have made a lot of money off of it if we actually would have gone in. But I think they wanted that card to breathe before they gave it the the ass. Yeah, and, and so uh, yeah. and Adam, just so we have one uh guy in our playgroup, Forcey Too Wong. What is it is he just like is he just suck it or just like day to it like what how there's he he owns his he needs his own like insult but um he he's a very smart young man and he has i think correctly predicted where uh oko for sure and also feel the dead but he's like a young kid like everyone hates him because he plays aggressive commander decks so whenever he's he in tournaments he's yeah really yeah good, yeah you know, so player, it's, it's, blah, blah, it's blah. been funny wherever whenever he pipes in being like oh yeah this card's too good it's gonna be banned and he also sounds like oh this card's this card's too good it's gonna be banned um like no one listens <laughs> to him and uh it's just been interesting he's been like he's been like Pretty much two for two with like big bands of Field of the Dead and Noko. Yeah, I think he called Underworld Breach. Yes, I think they got 100%. banned. Um, but yeah, so the the band thing is, it, it hurts me a lot when it's a commander band, Adam, because yeah. I mean, I got like six copies of Paradox Engine. One of them's uh, <laughs> one of the inventions. So oh, that man. thing went from like a hundred and fifty dollar mm. card down to I think it's still worth like forty bucks, fifty bucks, because it's you know it's cool art and stuff, but um. Yeah, the, the bands, that is a tough one. Um, and I did kind of like the Oko thing with you, but I didn't wait long enough. I think I waited a week, and I remember asking day two, like, should I buy it now? Because I wanted to get a full art foil for mm -hmm. my uh, Atraxa deck, uh, my Planeswalker deck. And he was like, oh, I don't know, man. You could kind of wait. And I think one day I saw the price kind of start to go up, and I was like, I, 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 I'm not paying $100 for this. I got to buy it now. Uh, and then I bought it, and then I think it dropped like another half. Oh, dude. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Combo, Mr. Combo has been the, he has been one of the big, so granted he owns like a gazillion reserve list cards, which is fine, but I will give Mr. Combo credit where it is due. He has been subject to some of these like biggest price swings where he bought like, what was the one, the Ashiok that you bought for $40 and now it's worth like six. So if you remember Theros Beyond Death, that Ashiok Nightmare Muse, yep. um, I thought that card was going to be a banger. I thought it was going to be a slam dunk. And so I ended up buying a full art foil of that because um, I, I think I bought it for 40. Yeah. And I was like, it's going to be a, I, the alternate art foil is going to be 70 to $80 because this card is going to be phenomenal. I mean, you make those tokens, you make people mill. It does a lot of things. I think you can get a full art foil now for $4. <laughs> Five bucks. No. Look, I hear it's a lot so of 20s, depressing. 30s, 40s here. Just take solace combo and knowing that your couple of guys' cradles have made you more than all of those combined. You're still in the That's green. That's true. Or the black or whatever they call it. All right. Um, next one. 
Set's about to rotate. So mm. we, that's that's very easy. We all know when the set's going to rotate. You know that maybe there is a card that you, you waited a couple months, but it's still, still going strong and standard or modern. Uh, I know modern doesn't really rotate, uh, but, you know, just something like that. When should you buy? Because like we talked about, there's the weird thing to sometimes the card gets rotate or banned and then it just goes up in price and it never goes down. Yeah. So like how long should you wait when a rotation happens to then get those cards that you didn't want to spend 15, 20 bucks on? So we actually do because rotation is a very important one uh, for getting cards cheap. This is probably if not the most important, the second most important time to buy at the best prices, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's cards that are used in standard. We actually do every year when rotation comes, we end up doing like a rotation cards you should pick up kind of cast to try to get people. Sure. Hey, these are the cards you should probably pick up because they will go up because of commander. Or um, because so- you're talking about it. Price spikes here. <laughs> we we don't have that kind of audience yet. We're not we're not command zone stuff where we just talk about it in the card. Wait, I'm sorry. No. Hold on. Do you mean redacted podcast yeah, redacted. and also podcast? <laughs> How come appreciate me? <laughs> Jesus. I like how close you get to that mic there. The preparation is amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> Look, listen. Mr. Combo but, is not only one of, one of, if not the best, podcast hosts ever, but boy, does that guy know how to present and be a showman. I'm only trying to learn from him. <laughs> it's incredible. I do like to deep throat my microphone from time to time. What can I say? <laughs> But uh, so rotation stuff, uh, typically around about a month before is when you start looking at the cards you want to pick up, because then what happens is you have the standard players that are trying to dump their cards and actually get money for them. Right. Again, it's the race to the bottom. So people are like, "Uh, I got to get rid of this card. I've had, you know, I have a play set of this. I want to get rid of it before it bottoms out. So Let's say it's a $6 card and they're like, well, there's a listing for five fifty. I'm going to go five twenty five, And then it just keeps going down. And then if it's a commander used card about two to three months after rotation, you'll see the card just, just slowly start to in, incline on that. And oh, then it okay. just goes kind of nuts after it. Not, not, not every time, you know, it has to be a card that's used a lot in commander, sure. but you'll start to see that incline. Um, so Adam, if I if I may, I like just while we're on that topic, like how how can you identify a commander used, right? Because I think there's certain cards that get printed straight out the gates, like you said, like the Smother and Ties of the World, and like I think a card recently, um, Tigrid or Tigrid or whatever, like the the uh, black the steel yeah guy. the black god the sta- yeah, yeah that like guy. that card came out and you're like okay people are gonna be clamoring after that for a commander right but like. What's your what would you call a barometer of trying to find a card where it, it could have standard play but it has big legs in or, or I'm sorry it could have it could have small plays in standard it could be a thing but it has big long legs commander like how do you best identify those sort of cards So there's a couple of things one obviously EDH rec check the numbers sure. on that if anything's over 5000 EDH rec decks and it's only been out like a year or two that's kind of a lot you know 
a year at 5,000 or more means right. that it's being used a lot in commander. And that's only uh, like we, like we've talked about in the past, that's only people that are putting their decks into EDH right. rec. You know, that <laughs> yeah, other people true. are using that. Tuck and tapped out using our, that. And myself, other places, right. our decks don't count because <laughs> right. we don't put them in there. According, according <laughs> to tappedout.com, my, my decks don't count anyways, according to the inventory. <laughs> uh, the other thing we, with your question with that, with the commander stuff is, if it's a used commander card, the price won't come much down. Like if it's not used really a lot in standard, or even if it is used in standard, you'll see, you'll see the price still come down with that. But if it's a commander, this card is used a lot, that price really won't dip that much. You'll get a little bit, but rotation is still that time where those standard players are getting rid of their junk. They're not, they're going to the next standard. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to get the cards in. They don't need to hold on to four ofs of all I remember a time when, uh, like back in uh, the suburbs of Chicago, where I used to live. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, one guy, like I was trying to buy cards from the shop, and the guy's like, "Hold on, like I'll get to you in a second. And I realized that this guy had a stack of cards like this much, and I realized it was right when Ravnica. Like when I was standard, so he was offloading piles of stuff, just yeah, getting rid of it, like thought seasons and stuff like that for money. So, anyways, I'll stop talking. Oh, there's one so, one little side note, and I meant to say this earlier, and I got distracted, so I didn't, I forgot to get back to it. But when we were talking about commander, how commander has been driving the market, it, when we first used to start like spec, I, I think I've been specking on cards for probably eight to ten years or something like that. I actually started to buy specs. Horrible specs. You'll learn a lot when you just <laughs> buy the worst things. You're like, this is going to go to 100. And you buy four. What was that? Was that, was that Bevers we were talking about where he specced a card? He, like, there's someone, we, there's another content creator we talked about, and he specced a card for $5 and bought, like, 100 of them at $500 at $5 a piece. And now they're worth, like, 80 cents or something like that. There's someone we're talking to that was like, yeah. My biggest failure was buying 300 of. Call the gate watch at 30 cents because I was oh, like, no. Oh no, it's a, oh, no. It's a tutor, like idyllic tutor <laughs> that goes and puts it in your hand. And I didn't go foils, I just went regular 30 cents a piece. Uh, I'm still a couple hundred in the hole in that one. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's, it's, <laughs> sold, it's currently rated at 34 cents. So, I mean, tales. Uh, also, for, the, uh, but what I was gonna for those say who don't, for those who players, for th now we, it, it used to be years before cards that were used in commander would go up. It just took that long for commander players to buy up and realize what's good. Right. But I think because of, uh, how, how many tools we have now with EDH rec and all these other sites to look at how to build decks and ideas and stuff like that, it gets kind of shared quicker. And so people know what cards fit in what decks. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what's driving people to buy. It makes the prices go a lot quicker, a lot faster to spike than we used to. Now it's like months. Sure. It's not years. It's months that cards right. start to go up. And right. there's so many more tools. There's so many the, more websites. There's so many more exactly, places yeah. that show you. And like even one of my favorite websites is mtgstocks.com, which is a great place yep, to just go and look. That's a great website. It's yep. a great place to go and look at where cards have been, where they're going kind of the direction like how cheap they've been how expensive they've been are they reserved are they not like it gives you all the it's also basic details. Yeah, no. I will also I will it's also almost like as, as it says stocks like it is kind of like an e-trade website for magic cards I will also say it's, it's really very cool. insightful I like that website but then there's certain times where I hate it where it's like 
I'll check in like on a random Wednesday, like I'm bored on a conference call or like I'm bored when I'm searching for new jobs in my current job. And um, then like a look and <laughs> be like, always. it'll show, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, it'll show be like, hey, here's a card that I had 16 copies of that I gave away in a binder to someone else. And now they're worth $400 hey, hey, a piece. You, you learned something. <laughs> no. You learned something. Never to give away any magic cards ever again. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's keep let's, the cardboard. Keep the cardboard. Mr. Mr. Keep Combo. Cardboard. We you we've been torturing you this entire time, especially about our paradox engine talks. What is up next, sir? The last one, and this is the one I'm most interested in because I am a special slug. Oh. Not just in the bedroom, <laughs> but in my magic collection as well. well Specialty. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, specialty sets, specialty printings. We're thinking San Diego Comic-Con, Secret Layers, the Mythic Editions that used to exist, alternate arts in some of the boxes. When are you supposed to buy these? Because sometimes I feel like you see a price, uh, like I'm talking about with that Estrid, it's, or uh, Etrid, or however you pronounce her, it's $80 right now to get a foil full art, and it's like, that seems really high, but is it ever gonna go down? Or like precast, uh, me and Adam were talking about the secret layer that's out right now, the uh, the Black Power, and that Teferi Hero of Dominaria, because there's a Mythic Edition uh, full art foil that you could have got. They're now $150. I even think a normal Teferi Hero of Dominaria is like 20 maybe 18 uh, 21 for non-foil. There we go. But I, I, see, I did a breakdown of that one. Like, Well, let's start with the secret layer stuff, because... Yeah. Secret layers are, it doesn't look like it's going away. Uh, I, and I, I really like the secret layers. Really? I think. <laughs> well, look, we're on track such... for bi-weekly secret layers by 2023. <laughs> <laughs> the, the secret layers, um, they, it, not everybody has to buy them. If you're not into that, it's, it, that's what yep. I like about it. It's like the special thing that goes for people that just want to pimp out their collection or pimp out their decks. Um, it isn't for everyone, but it also is for collectors, people that, uh, want to make money off of it. Cause they're not printing these in sets. It's not, it's print to demand. Uh, it's a lot. They learn from their mistakes from what you were talking about with, uh, was it mythic, mythic. edition? No, yeah. or if that I was, was if, if I may, horrible. like, okay. So not to cut you off at, I'm like, I'm kind of on board. No, don't, don't worry about it. I will cut you off then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, will yeah. it. I will just take so, it. Like, I actually just got my last box of the ones I ordered where it's like the the super metal art and a bunch of other stuff, box of rocks and whatnot. And it was exciting because I forgot I ordered them because it was like forever ago. <laughs> what is yeah, this? Like, and, I, and like especially Happy birthday well, to me. Well, especially because like I'm, could you also describe how metal they were? They were quite they were <gasps> totally metal, man! <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> the point the point being is like I think that um. Now I completely lost my train of thought. I'm so okay, you. so sorry. <laughs> so here's okay. So, you meddled out. You I did. Out. I know, right? Um. So I think I think that like secret layers is dancing on a very very thin line because there are certain sets where it's like if you looked at the like metal ones that you had where it's like anguish of mankind assassin's trophy decimate and something else for twenty dollars that's a that's a Thraxamander. that's a stair yeah right like thraxamunder that's a steal right and then the one where it's like benefiting well and again 
benefiting charity from wizards when they only put like what yeah raise the price and yeah. make us pay for that we're the ones that are actually donating i feel like i should but get a tax write off oh, okay <laughs> we don't I, need I, to I get can into do a this. whole we do not need do to do this again on that we have done this on the news already <laughs> point, my, do finish it. your point my point my point being is like i feel like secret layers are pretty much like hit or miss where it's like a company it's a, it's like there are some of there are some secret layers where there are money reprints like i paid a hundred dollars to get a damnation an assassin's trophy a coalition or a chromac lantern and then other stuff right which you couldn't get on the market right but then there's other mm -hmm. secret layers where it's like come on like what are we really doing but here the funny thing about those the ones that are like oh that's just crap those are the ones that go crazy because no one buys them so your inventory is different so like everybody buys the ones that are really good but then that market is flooded with all those because what I do is I buy extras, you know, I'm like, I buy the one for myself and then I sell all the others. Well, if the crappy ones, like think about this, the, the, the snow covered. Oh my God. That was oh, so expensive. We, there was a riot. Was the worst one, but it's by far the most profitable secret layer they've had because the, the, the Island is going for like 34. No, that oh pays for God. the secret layer by itself. All the other ones you're free rolling on. It's, it's weird because then you also have the kitties, you know. Oh, that was yeah. terrible. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It was terrible. That one's one of the most expensive ones. If you look at the secret layer top cards, kitties of the cats ones has like four of the top six spots. Okay. So because no one bought it. So the inventory, there's nothing out there. And half of this is collectors like ourselves and you're getting it and it's going into your binder and it's never coming out. So those are mm -hmm. gone to the market. Uh, so that secret layer is an interesting thing. I don't it's know. So it's so interesting you bring that up because now that I'm thinking back, we always talk about how secret layers ship way too fucking late and take forever to get and everybody has issues with them. And what you're describing now makes me believe that they absolutely print those on demand to order. They don't print yep. them ahead of time. No, which they is, don't. Which is why it takes so long to ship. It, I think Mythic Edition was their test of Secret Layer in just a, just guessing. I have no information on that at all. And that one was, this is the limited amount of quantity we have. And then mm. we're going to have phone lines or whatever. That, I forgot what it was. We got screwed over. That's where Lowry got his little quip uh, uh, toothbrush, <laughs> toothbrush instead of magic card. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so they, so you know how you got the foil sheets of uh, uh, War, War of the Spark, the Spark yeah. mm -hmm. as a like, I'm sorry type of thing, and then all of them were damaged. Well, Lowry, <laughs> his uh, I'm sorry was the quip head of a toothbrush. Not the whole quip, it was just the head of the all toothbrush right, so from Wizards no, of the I, Coast. I can, I can see Mr. Combo is very frustrated, so, let, like, let, so let's bring it back, back in, right? So what? <laughs> because if Mr. Combo was in my house, he'd be punching me directly in the jaw right now, which is great. So let's go back to Secret Lairs, right? So let's call Secret Lairs as it is. Should you buy Secret Lairs as two-part question? As a magic player because of the value or as a specker because you feel that certain people aren't going to buy them and they will, these cards will hold value more so than they will get played. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So that's what we kind of try to do is figure out which ones make the most sense. And what I like to do with those 
is take the secret layer. Well, let's break down. Let's black is magic. Let's break that one down really quick because I've done this before. But like, so we had cultivate, uh, which foils. You compare it to what is already out there because right now, secret layer prices, the foils get to about where the foils are, maybe a little bit below of what's existing, depending on how much has been printed. But okay, so we had cultivate and black is magic. Uh, that's five bucks. Kaya, we'll get back to her because that one's interesting. Path of Ancestry, you're at seven. Ponder only has a couple, I think it's two foil printings, and that's at 30. Like the, the cheapest is 30. Uh, and then you got Soul Rings range from about 25 to 30, and this is a really unique right. art, so I think that's going to be on the high end. And then you have Shalai, which is 14 for the cheapest foil. And Tafiri. We're going to talk about Tafiri and Kaya separately. But just those cards without Kaya and Tafiri, you're at 86, and that one was a uh, what was it? 50 bucks? Is it 50? 50, yeah. Yep, 50. So you're at 86 just for those, and then you pop in Tafiri, which ranges from 140 down to 43 for a just normal foil. Yeah. And then you got Kaya. I don't even know where to go with Kaya. I think Kaya is going to be a 30 dollar foil. The reason why Kaya is weird is because it was in conspiracy, but it wasn't like in the packs from what I know. And I think it was more of a pre Well, then Kaya, Kaya also has that alternate art, like one in a million chase rare. That's like a hundred dollars. Yeah, no, it's 150. Right. So that's why I was just like, I think that's going to be more around the 30 range. So if even if you take the low end of that, you're looking at $130 worth of value in just that so secret layer. And I'll tell you from like experience of buying a bunch of these, uh, I tend to make, make my money back and some, and then keep the one of them for free. You know what I'm saying? Like I get mine and I've sold enough that I'm still selling them. You know, they're still making money. They, they take a little bit cause I sell on eBay. I don't do TCG stuff at all. I buy off a of TCG but I sell off of eBay. Right. You typically can get a little bit more on eBay cause I think this is a whole nother topic, but I think eBay buyers uh, aren't as in tune with magic as much. I think those are the kitchen table magic mm. players, you know, or, mm. cause that's how I bought. I bought was either eBay or card kingdom. And we all know how card it, kingdom. It's interesting to, you uh, say that because I've noticed that eBay is for cheaper cards. I would agree with you. People tend to go to eBay to buy cards mm. and they will buy whatever they find and pay whatever shipping it says. Cause there's not a lot of spec on it. That being said, there is a high-end segment of eBay where people will go and buy really rare, like, PSA 10 rated signed artist cards from forever ago, and they will go for way more than you'd see on TCG because everybody on TCG right. calls a signed card damaged. So you could sell, say, a signed Underground C on TCG for 500 bucks, and then you could go on eBay and say it's an artist signed TCG you know, it's 500, but then you go on eBay, it's artist science and underground C it's a near mint condition. And you can get 9,000, 1200 bucks for it there. So it, it kind of has a dichotomy, but I do agree. I think on all, most of the cards that aren't older and, or are less expensive, say under 50 bucks. Yeah. You'll get more money on eBay. Mm -hmm. One more thing with the eBay thing. I'm able to, this isn't being, shady or anything but i'm able to buy stuff off of tcg like some of the reserve list that's been going crazy i'll buy it for like moderate play or light play mm -hmm. and it comes and it's like not that bad but because you put take a picture of it on ebay 
you're able to call it light play or even like yeah, you call I always you do want. like a range. I'm like, yeah. it's between near mint and light play. Yeah. Check pictures because eBay offers that picture part. You're able to almost up tick your, what you buy. So mm-hmm. sometimes I do buy a little bit lower and sometimes it comes in there. They say it's moderate play and I get it. I'm this like, shit's beat up. This is moderate play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just- <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I spec'd uh, exalted dragon. Cause I saw it just going through the roof for no reason. Terrible card. But mm-hmm. I bought every single one of them the on TCG amazing, Player that, that day. Card yeah, that's horrible. I, I, I bought every single one of them on TCG Player that day that were damaged or heavily played that I could find, and I got most of them for 10 to $0.50 cents a piece. And one nice. of them that came to me straight up said damaged. I opened the package, and it was near mint. Like, yep, I got perfect a few... card. I got it for $0.10. Cents. It's worth like 20 bucks now. All right. So I have, the, I have the best, dumbest, big tuck story of all time when it comes to damaged goods. Friend of the show, Signal Aeron, right? He's he's kind of a shrewd card player. He's been playing for a long time. Um, he had a copy of Conspiracy that had like markings on top of it, right? Like it, it, it was like it seemed like it had been like sucked to another card on top of it, right? Mm-hmm. So he sold it to me for a song, which is nice. And then according to my friend Matt in Chicago, I could just take a baby wipe and wipe it off. Right. And clear it off. So because I'm a idiot, I wasn't paying attention. I was talking to him and I was wiping, wiping, wiping. And he's like, Hey dude, stop. I was like, what? I already paid him for the money. I already paid him for the card. He's like, no, I'm just trying to clean. He's like, what? And I looked down. I had wiped off not only the mark, but also half of the card. So you could see like the, oh <laughs> <God>. so <laughs> now I'm like, all right, yeah, you deserve you every bit it. of that one. Yeah, now, now, now it's like, Hey, 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 rocketing boss. Uh, here's, here's your next project. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess kind of getting back to like the specialty set stuff. So, you know, yeah, you add up all the math, like if we're just doing the blackest power one um, and it, it seems like the value. And I, and I mean, obviously I listened to you guys and I, I heard like, I know the squirrels one was one that kind of confuddled you on uh, the go nuts or nuts, 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 whatever it was. Um, nuts, nuts, nuts for butts, butts, butts. Um, <laughs> but when I, but when I go on TCG player and I go to secret layer and I sort from most expensive to least expensive, the number one card I see is the Tibble, the white border Tibble, which makes sense. Um, I think there's very a, rare. Oh yeah. Very rare. And then I yeah. think there's a stained glass planeswalker that's up there. Uh, but then it's like bitter blossom at $40. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go down from there. And so it's like when I hear people saying like, oh, you know, what? it's like this, this and this. The value is one hundred and seventeen dollars. Yes. If you were to buy the cards in their original printings, I think it's that. But I really feel like for some reason, at least with these reprints, it seems like the secret layers aren't worth as much. And that's where I've been con- confused because I want the Teferi from Blackest Power and I want the uh, Shalai. But that's it. Yeah. I don't want anything else. And so I'm so, kind of looking, I'm looking at like your data and it's like, okay, it makes more sense to pay the 50 bucks and get it and be done with it. But then I look on TCG player and it's like, well, I might be able to get both for 35 and like, I don't want the other cards So and you, I'm not going to sell them. So the hard part is to because to is the cheapest foil. So you want to go off of how many foil printings, how many, you know, yeah. That's why I like to break it down and see how many. Like you you got to kind of factor in all of that. Like is it is this the first foil printing or is there only one other? That's the reason why that price is so high. So sometimes I throw those numbers out and I'm like, 
I just kind of guess on that. Tefiri though is such a good card. I know. And the cheapest it is is 43 bucks, you know? So I don't see it getting you are going to get that same thing though what I was talking about earlier is the race to the bottom. So as soon as that dump happens, you know, so as soon as the shipments start coming out, people are going to start listing it. Like I, I did with mine. I did with the um the one that uh, Tuck was talking about. I just oh, listed yeah, my stuff, stuff last yeah. night. Uh, what was it? The, uh, damnation. Yeah. I bought a couple extra damnations. I bought a couple uh, or actually bought, that was the one I went more deep on because damnation itself is selling for 60 bucks. I mean, that whole thing yeah. was and then 40. People I love Seth McKinnon yeah. and yeah. all that. Yeah. It, the art is amazing. That it's really, it's really good. So it's, I, I, I got it this week and it looks really, really. It, it looks fantastic. And then the extra, uh, swamp that they gave mm-hmm. to, which was, they need to start doing that with all of them. I'm sick of the, uh, stained glass planeswalkers they've they've run their course they aren't worth any they went from like you know the to fury that was in that was like i sold the when i got like four of them in what that first secret layer i sold three of them for 70 80 bucks and now they're what 15 or something like that well let let me tell you i'm tired of getting chandra's aingrath's and four a johnny's from war of the spark and one red yeah, and one yeah. red well yeah because I, I i bought four of the uh the life ones because i wanted to, the teferi's protection and they just gave you a johnny's and every single <laughs> one so yeah. that was awesome so the funny thing about those is i think those are a potential spec target when they stop printing them but the fact that they keep putting them in yeah. it's like well yeah they're going to make these only like five cents a piece because they just put them in everything. I think that what they need to do is what they started doing in this one is give you a bonus card from what you ordered. I think make it random. Like, yeah, Hey, somebody hits and gets the extra damnation in there as well. That's awesome. That gives you like kind of the lottery thing. What if they yeah, did but back- the list? Oh God, no. Moving on. Moving on. All right. Well, but, uh, so back to your Tafiri though, like, yeah, if you're wanting the Tafiri and the Shalai, I just I would get that because you sell you sell your soul ring like the cheapest foil soul rings, and I'm telling you the cheapest they are going for twenty because did you guys see the Channel Fireball packages that they've been promoting yeah. because none of their events happen? Yeah, I was I, I bought a couple of those for Kaldime and Commander Legends and whatever mm-hmm. else and. I'm selling those for 20 bucks. So the yeah. cheapest of those, you, you got a free 20 right there. Plus, if you really wanted to make the effort, you could sell the arena codes, the uh, oh, right. uh, MTG, the on, magic online codes. Those are like 15 bucks right there. And then sell one more card and you're ma- everything is free for you. You know, so yeah. that it, and that's how, when I started specking, my goal was to buy enough of a card that it paid for my my copy of the card. Sure. And then I started realizing, hey, I'm making money off of this and keeping my card. Well, I'm going to start specking better. <laughs> Try to spec better, but that doesn't always happen with specking. But with these secret layers, they're like almost the most like sure thing. You know, like if you give it time, you're going to hit right. with all of these. Like every yeah. single one. It's a limited printing of a special card that you know, only a fraction of the the population they get. And I believe this is what really made with uh, Hasbro a record year for wizards last year is because they introduced this thing that they're directly right, making right, money right. off of us, the consumer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, that's fair. Well, uh, Adam, thank you so much for the education around how to when to buy your singles uh, and shameless plug time. If people want to hear this more frequently, because I know you and Lowry do this on the <laughs> weekly, uh, how would they find your guys' content? So we are Commander Smiths. Uh, you can just check us out same way you check you guys out, uh, any podcast thing, or you can check uh, jump on YouTube. We also do a couple of things. That's what I say. We've been promoting kind of pumping through uh, our proxy time videos or making videos of those. And Larry's doing his curated MTG, which is basically taking a card that isn't used a lot and just saying, Hey, this is a cool, unique card. What do you think? And just kind of going through on that. So, uh, but yeah, we just do that kind of stuff and our, we're very potty mouth humor. So if you are <laughs> an adult that likes to listen to childish humor, you can check us out. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap up. What's the plane chase? Now in that last segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the weather. Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report. Coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 5 or Chopper Cinco, however you want to do it. We're going Selesnia. Oh. We're talking Reese the Redeem. No, I'm f***ing with y'all. Um, Kill me. <laughs> so today, I did I did want to go Selesnia, so we are we are doing that. We're not talking Reese the Redeemed, and no, I promise, I will not bring it up at all the rest of the cast. We're talking Safi, oh. Eric's daughter. So, oh. yeah, a green and a white, legendary creature, human scout. It's a rare. I thought I'd talk about Time Spiral. Seems kind of relevant. Uh, so, sacrifice Safi, Eric's daughter. When target creature is put into your graveyard from play this turn, return that card to play. And then it does have some flavor text tucked before you ask. In the blink of an eye, she strode from the deep snow to the dusty waste. From the crease of light behind her, a voice rang hollow. Safi, wait for me. From Hans Erickson. It's a, uh, yeah, probably. It's a 2-2. Two -two. <laughs> um... This is a really weird mechanic for Selesnia, and I kind of like it. So we're just going to chat about that for a little oh. bit. Um, I actually picked five cards here today. Two of them are paired together. We'll talk about those last. You've heard of one of them, but uh, so I wanted to dive into. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's Reese Redeemed, and then Reese Redeemed, and then Reese Redeemed, and then Reese Redeemed, and <laughs> it's over. It's a wonderful deck. It works really well. Um, so I'm talking about Renegade Rallier. So one colorless, a green and a white, creature human warrior. It's an uncommon. It has revolt. So when Renegade Rallier enters the battlefield, if a permanent you control left the battlefield this turn, return target permanent card with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so Basically, you dump your commander and you play this and you bring it back. All right. No, this that's is is this sweaty or slimy? No. I think it's kind of slimy because once this is on slimy. the board, you know, then you have other sack outlets and you can dump things and bring them back and start yeah. just doing this kind of. Loop. I think yeah, I think so. Every time I've ever seen Safi Eric's daughter, it's just an infinite loop. It's a two. It's a two. It's a slightly infinite loop with like. Um, Restoration Angel at all. And I think that this card is actually pretty good because you can sack herself, bring something back to the battlefield, play him, sack her, sack another thing, and then go off to the races. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this gives the, uh, it gives the engine some wheels, oh. per se. Mm -hmm. Or maybe some fuel. Or, I'm just saying, three-card combo, oh, Renegade Rallier, Safi Eric's <laughs> daughter, all through the brood. It's there. <laughs> you son, you, you son of a bitch. 
Hey, you talked about Alter the Brood. I'm talking about Reese. Cart number two, Reese the Redeem. No, I'm not doing that still. I promised. I promised. Um, so yes. next card I wanted to talk about is Pattern of Rebirth. You probably heard of it, but this card yeah. is only Oof. like $2, 250 Yeah, really? Really, is that really, cheap? really strong. Wow. Yeah, it's, so it's that cheap now? Yeah. Well, because it got reprinted. Well, and also, for those playing the home game, I actually own the gold the Goldberg version of this. Uh-huh. Oh, it feels good. Good for you. Feels good. <laughs> As you can tell, the crowd is riveted. So, Pattern of Rebirth is three colors in the green, Enchantment or it's a rare enchant creature. When enchanted creature dies, that creature's controller may search their library for a creature card, put that card onto the battlefield, and shuffle their library. This is disgusting yeah. in this deck. I mean, the whole rigmarole yeah. that you're running with this, and, you know, in white, there are plenty of ways that you can work around and bring enchantments back from your graveyard, and, so you can definitely And now, Squee, a couple to, be, of times. to be clear, your favorite card, uh-huh. right, this could be a target for your favorite band card that just got uh, spoiled in <laughs> Time Shift, Primeval Titan. Uh, yeah, he, he, you play it like right. it's legal. Hey, look. As, as I said in the Discord, that was only one time. Prime time. It was only one time. Yeah, but it was Good prime one. time. That boy. It was prime time for that one time. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Okay. Well, well, in the essence of time, let's keep moving. Night of Autumn. So, one comes. <sighs> Selesnia, creature, dryad, night, rare. When Night of Autumn enters the battlefield, choose one. Put two plus one plus one counters on Night of Autumn. Or destroy target artifact or enchantment. Or you gain four life. It's a two-one. This is just kind of your modal card. Oh, yeah. This in here for you, Big Tuck. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. you. Have some options. You want to be able to do multiple things. Maybe you need to gain some life at the end of the game. Maybe you need to do something removal-wise on the board. Maybe you just need to beef something up. Maybe you want to do all of that, and you just keep kind of looping this <laughs> in and out. This card is not an all-star by any means, but I think this is a fantastic utility card in this deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get more than... So, um, Adam... If you're running Slesnia, this is just a better reclamation stage, correct? Yeah. For sure. It's beautiful. I mean, you got the options. Oh, it's always good to have options on the card. For sure. What? But like, yeah, I and, can, I can foresee. You know, I'm surprised that it's not used in more decks. I, was just, I just had to pull it up because I was like, when this set came out, yeah. both Larry and I were pretty high on this card. And I mean, it's in 71. Here's, decks, here's the bullshit. Like, I would think I got kind of swallowed up in the masses, you know? But you also, you also yeah. look at that art and you tell me why it's not. You explain to me why it's not Elf Knight. It's Triad Knight that has no <laughs> fucking. And listen, listen, you don't understand how hard it, how, like, what spears into my chest to talk about a Selesnya card that should be an elf while Squee is still on the podcast. <laughs> it hurts me. But this should be an elf night and there's no reason it should be a dragon night. Look, I was contemplating well, something you very can tell similar. Because they're ears. They aren't pointy. Correct. And, and, and perhaps, and perhaps uh, when they throw their hair into my mouth, it might taste like leaves as opposed to hair. I, 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 I do actually hate to disappoint you, Adam. I zoomed in. They got pointy ears. <gasps> Oh, damn it. <laughs> Mr. Cobble coming in the clutch. Yeah, I was just making an assumption. Hell yeah. So I was thinking about this precast, and I didn't bring it up, but I've always wondered why I, Squee McGee, am a goblin when in real life I look exactly like an elf. Wait, wait, what was this talking about? You being a goblin? Oh, Squee. Okay, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, there you go. You know, yeah. All right, moving on, moving on. <laughs> All right, last card pairing. You've heard of both of them, so you can suck it. I'm doing it anyways. Fierce Empath, Woodpaw, Primus. Let's put them together. Make ourselves a little bit of fun. 
Uh, so Fierce Empath, two colors and a green. Creature Elf. It's a common. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost six or greater. Reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle your library, and then you go and you get Woodfall Primus, and then you play Woodfall Primus, which is five colorless. Three green, rare, tree folk shaman, trample when Woodfall Primus enters the battlefield, destroy target non-creature permanent, has persist. So, just think about a, a little bit of a loop here, and you just kind of wipe everybody's board out, have some fun with it. I mean, but you don't need the Fierce Empath for that. It's just a tutor. No, tutors it up. Yeah, but Worldly, worldly Tutor would be cheaper. Now, money-wise, good lord, this is the Weatherlight Report. I'm, pre oh. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure one of the two of you... Okay, so I think it's interesting because I'm pretty sure one of the two of you, I can't remember which one, one of you guys shit on Worldfall Primus, and one of you shit on Fierce Empath. I like both. No, you. I can't recall the time. All right, so Sweet, you're out. I guarantee, I guarantee, I guarantee, Kamu, you shit on Worldfall Primus. I guarantee shit on that card. Yes. I run it as an infinite loop. Right, but I had, I had it as a one-off of one of my decks. Like, oh, this card's garbage. Oh yeah, it's absolute trash if you're not abusing you're it. A you're a maniac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh well, I'm just gonna speak for the group here, Tuck. All of us do not recall the event in question, and with that, I'm gonna dip out of the weather light report, kick it back to the Action 4 News Desk with Adam, Mr. Combo, and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us, and as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop. Retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and hey, placing orders through level1gameshop.com. Hey, don't make me make you do oh. it again. Also, another way to support your new team is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. With reward tiers for all the budgets, there is a way you, the collective, can help. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 news team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. You can communicate directly with your team at cmdtower, at the Commander Smiths, at Mr. Karma Number 5, all spelled out except for the 5, at Dear Squee, at Big Duck Tweeting, from your MTG Action 4 news team. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good Saffy. Oh, 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 oh,